Welcome to Sleepy Head Stories today. We love to read books, be silly, and play. Me and my mommy are here every week to read you great stories that all are unique. Join us at bedtime, or bath time, or breakfast. We promise it's better than a trip to the dentist. Welcome to Sleepyhead Stories. We've got some exciting news, guys. If you've been following us on Instagram or Facebook, you probably already know about this. But if not, here it is. Sleepyhead Stories now has its own YouTube channel. Yay! Guys, you can head on over there. Just search Sleepyhead Stories on YouTube. And it's our first ever video, so there's only one video. But each week, we will be releasing a new video that pertains to the book we read in the podcast. And those videos are us doing crafts, experiments, projects that relate to the book. So it gives you a deeper connection to the book. We hope you enjoy the YouTube videos. It was a lot of work. We're still learning. They're going to get better as we grow, but we really enjoy doing it. So don't forget to like, share, and of course, subscribe. Thanks, guys. Shout outs. Shout outs. Shout out time, guys. Shout out. <laughs> Today we're shouting out to little Natalie. Little Natalie. All the way in New Zealand. <gasps> Do you know where that is? No. I didn't think so. <laughs> guys, New Zealand is all the way by Australia. Pretty far. <laughs> it's close to Australia. And Natalie is six years old. She loves listening to Sleepyhead Stories every night before bed. And one of her favorite books we've read is Someone Farted. <laughs> wait, wait, but she can't listen every night because every night we don't do a book. Well, sometimes she probably listens to the stories more than once. So she can. Cool, huh? So, Natalie, we want to wish you a great day or a great night. And thanks for listening in. And we'd love to hear from you again soon. Bye, Natalie. Bye, Natalie. So, tonight is book number... How many is that? Four. Four. Oh, gosh. All right. Tonight is book number four in the Peter Rabbit series. And this book is called The Tale of Benjamin Bunny. Aw. Mm. I think Benjamin Bunny is Peter's cousin. Why? From my memory of having read this book many years ago, he's his cousin or definitely a very good friend. But I think he might be a cousin of of Peter Rabbit. Why? Because their dads were brothers. Something like that. We'll find out. I could, <laughs> I could be wrong, guys. 
<laughs> That's what I think I remember. But he is very close to Peter. So we're going back to the bunnies now, guys. Last week we read book number three about the tailor of Gloucester and how the mice helped him build uh, and the sew the coat. one, I don't think that was so good. Squirrel Nutkin, who got his tail kind of snipped off by <laughs> Old Brown, the owl. <laughs> My goodness. How is it? Why, why was he getting annoyed? He could be just patient like our daddy. He was impatient, yeah. Is that what you mean? I mean, he could be patient. He could have been patient, and then he would have still had his tail. You're right. But tonight, guys, we're going to read the tale of Benjamin Bunny right after these commercial breaks. And, really, and it's at just the one commercial. End of it, it didn't really end really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll be back after this. All right, guys, welcome back. Oh, sleepy toys. <laughs> welcome to Sleepyhead Stories, yes. I said Sleepyhead Toys. <laughs> <laughs> Silly. All right, let's get started with the tale of Benjamin Bunny. Of course, by the great Beatrix Benjamin Potter. Benjamin Bunny. <laughs> it says inside, for the children of Sorry. From Old Mr. Bunny. Mm. One morning, a little rabbit sat on a bank. He pricked his ears and listened to the trick-trot of a pony. A gig was was coming along the road. It was driven by Mr. McGregor, and beside him sat Mrs. McGregor in her best bonnet. So a gig, guys, is like a carriage. So there was a horse-drawn carriage coming down the road with Mr. and Mr. Mrs. McGregor inside. As soon as they had passed, little Benjamin Bunny slid down the road and set off with a hop, skip, and jump to call upon his relations, who lived in the wood at the back of Mr. McGregor's garden. So call upon his relations means he was basically going to see his family. Like I thought, I think he's Peter's cousin. Yeah, yeah. That wood was full of rabbit holes, and in the neatest, sandiest hole of all lived Benjamin's aunt and cousins, Flopsy, Mopsy, Cottontail, and Peter. Old Mrs. Rabbit was a widow. She earned her living by knitting rabbit wool mittens and muffets. I once bought a pair at a bazaar. She also sold herbs and rosemary tea and rabbit tobacco, which is what we call lavender. So it, you were right. It was his It brother. was, yes. And Mrs. Peter's mom, Mrs. Rabbit, is his aunt. It could be about Peter, too. Mm-hmm. Little Benjamin did not very much want to see his aunt. He came round the back of the fir tree and nearly tumbled upon his cousin, Peter. Hmm. Peter was sitting by himself. He looked poorly, and he was dressed in a red cotton pocket handkerchief. Peter, said Benjamin in a whisper, who has got your clothes? He found Peter in his house, all wrapped up in a handkerchief, looking sick. Peter replied, The scarecrow in Mr. McGregor's garden. 
and described how he had been chased about the garden and had to drop his shoes and coat. Little Benjamin sat down beside his cousin and assured him that Mr. McGregor had gone out in a gig and Mrs. McGregor also, and certainly for the day because she was wearing her best bonnet. Uh-oh, so Benjamin is letting Peter know that they went out for the day, Mr. and Mrs. McGregor. Peter said he hoped that it would rain. At this point, old Mrs. Rabbit's voice was heard inside the rabbit hole calling, Cottontail, Cottontail, fetch some more chamomile. Peter said he thought he might feel better if he went for a walk. Hmm. Sneaky little bunnies. They went away hand in hand and got upon the flat top of the wall at the bottom of the wood. From here, they looked down into Mr. McGregor's garden. Peter's coat and shoes were plainly to be seen upon the scarecrow, topped with an old tam-o'-shanter of Mr. McGregor's. So a tam-o'-shanter is basically a hat, like a knitted hat. They saw the scarecrow with Peter's jacket, his shoes, and an old hat. Little Benjamin said, It spoils people's clothes to squeeze under a gate. The proper way to get in is to climb down a pear tree. Peter fell down head first, but it was no consequence as the bed below was newly raked and quite soft. Oh, they're sneaking in again. It had been sewn with lettuces. The left, they left a great many odd little footmarks all over the bed, especially little Benjamin, who was wearing clogs. What are clogs? It's a type of shoe. Clog the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> little Benjamin said that the first thing to be done was to get back Peter's clothes in order that they might be able to use the pocket handkerchief. They took them off the scarecrow. There had been rain during the night, there was water in the shoes, and the coat was somewhat shrunk. Benjamin tied on a tam-o'-shanter, but it was too big for him. So Benjamin tried to put on the big hat, the green hat, with the big red ball on top. It was a little big, though. Then he suggested that they should fill the pockets of the handkerchief with onions as a little present for his aunt. Peter did not seem to be enjoying himself. He kept hearing noises. Peter was nervous because he kept worrying Mr. McGregor would come back. Benjamin, on the contrary, was perfectly at home and ate a lettuce leaf. He sat at, he said that they had, were, sorry guys, he said that he was in the habit of coming to the garden with his father to get lettuces for their Sunday dinner. The name of little Benjamin's papa was old Mr. Benjamin Bunny. The lettuces certainly were very fine. Peter did not eat anything. He said he should like to go home. Presently, he dropped half the onions. <laughs> Peter was scared and nervous, and Benjamin was happy and fine eating lettuces like there was nothing to worry about. Little Benjamin said that it was not possible to get back up the pear tree with a load of vegetables. He led the way boldly towards the other end of the garden. They went along a little walk on planks under a sunny red brick wall. 
The mice sat on their doorsteps, cracking cherry stones. They winked at Peter Rabbit and little Benjamin Bunny. Presently, Peter let the pocket handkerchief go again. He dropped all the onions now. Peter's a nervous wreck. <laughs> they got amongst flower pots and frames and tubs. Peter heard noises worse than ever. His eyes were as big as lollipops. He was a step or two in front of his cousin when he suddenly stopped. Uh-oh. What? Why did he stop? I don't know. This is what those little rabbits saw around the corner. Little Benjamin Bunny took one look and then in a half a minute less than no time, he hid himself and Peter and the Indians underneath a large basket. What did they see? A cat. A cat. The cat got up and stretched herself and came and sniffed at the basket. Perhaps she liked the smell of the onions. Anyway, she sat down upon the top of the basket. <gasps> she sat on top of it and they were underneath. She sat there for five hours. <laughs> oh, no. But they can go through the little hand thing. I, I think hope. they're too little. They're too big for it. She sat there for five hours. I cannot draw you a picture of Peter and Benjamin underneath the basket because it was quite dark and because the smell of onions was fearful. It made Peter Rabbit and little Benjamin Buddy cry. The sun got round behind the wood and it was quite late in the afternoon, but still the cat sat upon the basket. <gasps> the cat took a nap on top of the basket and trapped them. <laughs> At length, there was a pitter-patter, pitter-patter, and some bits of mortar fell from the wall above. The cat looked up and saw old Mr. Benjamin Bunny prancing along the top of the wall of the upper terrace. He was smoking a pipe of rabbit tobacco and had a little switch in his hand. He was looking for his son. So that's Benjamin's dad there up on the wall looking down in the garden, looking for Benjamin. Why? He's been gone for hours and hours, trapped under the basket. Dad's wondering where he is. Old Mr. Bunny had no opinion whatever of cats. He took a tremendous jump off the top of the wall and onto the top of the cat and cuffed it off the basket and kicked it into the greenhouse, scratching off a handful of her fur. The cat was too much surprised to scratch back. Wow, he's not afraid of cats, that Mr. Old Bunny, Benjamin Bunny. <laughs> when old Mr. Bunny had driven the cat into the greenhouse, he locked the door. Then he came back to the basket and took out his son Benjamin by the ears and whipped him with his little switch. Then he took out his nephew Peter. Uh-oh, they got in trouble. Why? Because they were not supposed to be in that garden. They could have gotten big. Tr they could have gotten eaten by the cat <laughs> or Mr. McGregor. They can't get eaten by him. Mm. I guess they can. Yeah. And then he took out the handkerchief of onions and marched out of the garden. Look at them. They look sad. Did he order that or the mama? He did. He said, let's go. Get out. When Mr. McGregor returned about a half an hour later, he observed several things which perplexed him. 
It looked as if, though, some person had been walking all over the garden in a pair of clogs. Only the footmarks were too ridiculously little. Also, he could not understand how the cat could have managed to shut herself up inside the greenhouse, locking the door upon the outside. So Mr. McGregor came back and he's like, what? What the heck happened here? (laughs) When Peter got home, his mother forgave him because she was so glad to see that he had found his shoes and coat. Cottontail and Peter folded up the pocket handkerchief and old Mrs. Rabbit strung up the onions and hung them from the kitchen ceiling with bunches of herbs and rabbit tobacco. The End All right, guys, that was book number four, The Tale of Benjamin Bunny. I hope you enjoyed it. Little Benjamin's always a bit, let's say, little nonchalant, little lazy, always getting himself into trouble. And then you had Peter, who was nervous because he was afraid of Mr. McGregor coming back. You can start to see some connections being made with this book and book number one, and you'll see that throughout the series. But I hope you enjoyed it, and we will be back next week with book number five. Good night! Hi guys, Corey here from Sleepyhead Stories, and I have some exciting news to share with you all. We now have our very own website, sleepyheadstoriespodcast.com. Hop on there with your parents to see things like pictures, listen to old episodes, purchase cool merchandise, or you can even reach out to us. And speaking of reaching out, we are now going to be giving shout outs to all our favorite listeners. Send us a message either on our website or an email to sleepyheadstories at gmail.com or a direct message on our Instagram or Facebook page, and we'll give you a shout-out in the next episode. If you have a birthday coming up, let us know, and we'll for sure wish you a happy birthday on the podcast. Also, guys, if you feel to do so, please leave us a review on Apple iTunes. You can either leave us a starred review, or if you feel like it, you can write a full review out and let everybody know how much you enjoy Sleepyhead Stories. We would truly appreciate it. Guys, thank you so much. We love what we do. We love reading books and we love sharing them with you all. Have a great day or a great night and we'll talk to you in the next episode.